Hey friend, welcome to the Alive Living Podcast. My name is Sarah Raquel Gauthier, and I'm excited for our journey together. We are all spiritual beings on a spiritual journey, but sometimes we may feel like we're stuck and not fully living. The good news is, is that Jesus came so that you could have life and life abundantly. So let's stop sleepwalking and start living alive one conversation at a time. How do I live a purposeful life? That's the question that I want to invite us to wrestle with today. And we're going to do it by stepping into a conversation that I had with a great friend of mine, Paula Suarez. Enjoy the conversation. Paula and I have known each other for, I've lost track of how long. Do you remember when we first met? Do you? I think I was in eighth grade. Wow. So it's been 11 years. We made it past the 10-year mark. I'm shook. We didn't, I didn't even, even notice. We yeah. didn't even know. A decade of, uh, wow. That's a long time. That's that's like as long as I've lived in Boston. We've Yeah, that makes sense. Holy smokes. Um, so Paula's not in eighth grade anymore. Nope. She can do the math. She's a, she's a math teacher, actually. Um, yeah, why don't you just share a little bit about who you are and, yeah, who are you? <laughs> wow, that's a really deep question. Um, yeah, so I am a math teacher. Um, technically not one yet. I'm working on getting my certification. So right now I am finishing up my master's at Salem State and I'm doing my practicum at Revere High School. So I'm there um, and I will have finished my practicum by the end of this first semester, but I won't actually be getting my license until the end of the year. But once I do, then I'll be an official, official math teacher. Official, official. Cool. Official, official. She's been teaching me math since eighth grade, though, I feel like, uh, which is good. She's a, she's a good teacher. We love, we love all the teachers in our universe. Um, cool. So math teacher, apart from that, yeah, who are you? That's what you do, but, like, who are you? <laughs> I'm a sparker. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) It means that I try to, uh, in conversations or in just like my day-to-day, spark people's potential. Mm. Um, And sometimes that's just like congratulating someone on something that they did that maybe they didn't feel proud of. Yeah. Or giving like a one-sentence like word of encouragement. Uh, but sometimes it means much more. It means like following up with people and having a relationship with them and walking them through certain parts of their life. Yeah. So I guess it just kind of depends on who it is that I'm talking to and like how much mm. time we have in the moment. <laughs> um, but I do try to have people just realize their potential or if they already know their potential but are just forgetting it and helping them remember yeah. Like what they're capable of doing. Nice. That's a good. Love that. Um, so sparking, that's what we hope to do with this conversation. Um, just spark some thoughts in you. Today we want to just enter in and wrestle with this question of how do I live a purposeful life? How do I live a purposeful life? And so Paula, could you just like, yeah, walk us into where, where your head is at? Because this is actually a theme 
that you had for a meditation that you had prepared. Didn't get a chance to talk about that meditation with your small group. But so like, let's just, let's have this conversation together. How do I, what does that mean? Like, how do I live a purposeful life? Um, Yeah, I did prepare a meditation on this. And I guess the reason why I felt um, just led to prepare a meditation about living a purposeful life uh, was because at that point I had actually just come back from um, a trip that I took with my family for uh, almost two weeks and I remember my sister and I talking a lot throughout the week of like haha like we're living our best life right now um, and that was kind of something that we just kept saying throughout the trip because we were both like you know not in school our parents weren't <laughs> at work and especially I guess for them uh, they're just working all of the time, so this is really the time when they can... One of the few times during the year when they have that time off, whereas yeah. at least Laura and I can sneak in some trips like during the weekends and things like that. And so having that intentional time as a family to just leave and go away and not you know, be on our phones, not have to do any work, not look at our to-do list and just forget about everything for two weeks. Hmm. Um, and so we came back with this... I guess feeling of like, wow, that was great. Like we really did live our best lives during those last two weeks. <laughs> um, and I started just thinking about that phrase of what does it mean to live your best life? And <laughs> I feel like yeah. we see it all over social media all of the time. Yeah. And most of the time it's, you know, goes along with somebody like posing in front of a beach or... <laughs> someone you know on like a first class airline airline ticket Mm. and (laughs) you know a few times it comes along with like someone cleaning their room and (laughs) saying I'm living my best life right now this like phrase is just attached to all of these pictures in my mind because of what I've seen on social media Mm. um and so for me like when when those pictures became a reality during those two weeks I felt like I was living my best life Mm. Uh, and then coming back, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so behind. I'm so, like, I'm, I have to do all these things, la, 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 because I've been gone for two weeks. And all of a sudden, this, like, living your best life transitioned into me just living my regular life again. Mm. And so I was, I guess, thinking about that when I was thinking about what should I teach the, the following day. Yeah. And, like, why is there such a divide between living your best life and living your regular life and why can't those two things be the same life yeah Um, that's good so that's kind of the context for for why I was even thinking about that in the first place yeah and I think one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about recently is just like how so often when we talk about living our best life it's this break from reality and and we we associate our best life with seeking paradise or seeking, you know, we've got the, I'm taking a picture in front of the beach. I'm on the top of a mountain. Like I've achieved this summit and really, you know, that's, that's, that looks more like escapism to me than actually like I'm living my best life. Like, so how do we, how do we actually do that right now? And I think reframing it around this idea of best and, and instead of saying best, but like, how am I living on purpose? and for purpose with this moment. Like I have this moment, this day, and how can I be present in this day and, and find slices of 
beauty and wonder and really heaven in this day? And how do I bring heaven into earth in this day? Which to me is like that, that is the good news of the gospel. Like the reason why the gospel is such good news is because Jesus invites us to allow eternity to begin now. And like paradise begins now. And we're on this, we're on this journey and progressing towards heaven being ushered into earth. But I think like we, we think that this, this paradise or this best life is something that's far off or something that we experience for two weeks on vacation with our family once a year, (laughs) but like, okay, how, but, but how do I do that today? And I think that's, um, a really profound thing that, that, you kind of unearth for us as you talk about like and then we came back and I was like cool how do I how can my best life be when I'm cleaning my room and organizing and like how can I live not necessarily like for this other reality but what does it look like to be on purpose for purpose in this life right now yeah and I think something that you said about you know how can I live my best life today is really important but I think equally as important too is like and how can I make it last? Yeah. Like beyond just today. Yeah. Uh, because then I feel like when you're just tackling today, then it's then it's easy, right? Like you can yeah. just, again, use that escape mentality of, well, today I'm going to make the best of my life today. Mm. <laughs> um, but if you're not thinking about it, but how do I make that last? And it's like, well, you can't actually go on vacation every day. Right. Like that's not. <laughs> you can't? <laughs> Man. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you. Um, so... It's that balance of, yes, today and, like, being present today, but how do I do that intentionally enough so that it lasts beyond that present moment and beyond today? Yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, this idea of Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly, the abundantly, that word signifies this idea of sustainability, right? That it goes beyond the moment. And I think like there's, it's a both and thing. Like we need to be present in the moment. And then also we're also like leaning into that eternity and we're, we're, we're the eternity. It begins now. And so like, how do I sustain this for, for now? Just think is important. Cool. So how do we live our best life then? Like, or no, how do we live our most purposeful life? That's, that's, that's the question. (laughs) That's the question that we're going to tackle. How do I live a purposeful life? Yeah. What were some of the things that you prepared in that meditation? Um, well, I was actually looking at um, Ephesians, Ephesians five fifteen through sixteen. Cool. Let's let's do that. Ephesians um, chapter five. Yeah, and uh, I'll read the ESV version, but all the versions are good versions. <laughs> uh, so it says in the ESV, "Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise." making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Mm. Uh, And so as I was looking at that verse, the phrase that kind of captured my attention was making the best use of the time. Mm. Um, In other versions, says making the most of every opportunity or making the most of your time. Mm. And I think that's why the verse was so captivating to me because I am a very time-oriented person. Um, (laughs) Which is funny because I feel like a lot of the time I'm actually not making the best use of my time, even mm. though I am a time-oriented person. And so I'll like I'll definitely be the person that will say no to like a friend date that I know will take two to three hours <laughs> because I'm like, no, like I need to be making the most use of my time. Yeah. Um, but then I'll go and watch like two movies <laughs> for each both an hour and a half or longer. 
And there goes my three hours that I could have easily spent hanging out with my friend and having good conversations. Yeah. And so I I think that's something that I've just struggled with throughout my life of mm. making not why, the wisest decisions as far as how I, like, actually use my time. And yeah. then thinking that I am making wise decisions by how I, quote-unquote, plan my time for the week and saying no and yes to certain things. Mm. But then when I actually reflect on it, once the week is over... I realized I just did a lot of sleeping or did a lot of Netflix watching. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, oh, I didn't actually learn anything this week. Right, right. Yeah, but so I started looking into what the how the verse was written in the original language. Mm. Um, and that phrase of making the best use of time or making the most out of every opportunity is actually just one word in the greek yeah and it means to redeem or to rescue from loss Hmm. uh so that was something that was interesting to me because as i was thinking about you know like okay moving forward you know into the future yeah how do i make the best use of my time and here jesus is telling me like how do I redeem the time that I'm about to have? Yeah. So it was, it kind of felt like I was reading the verse in, in a time travel. <laughs> like I was like, wait, but the future, like the time hasn't yet happened. So mm. how am I redeeming it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was kind of thinking about that for a while because it yeah. just wasn't making sense for me. Because I am a time-oriented person. So like chronologically, it wasn't making sense for me. Right. How do I redeem something? in the future when I haven't yet, in a sense, lost it. Right, right. Um, wow, that's trippy. I, just, I know. You just interstellared me or something. That was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's okay. what happened to me. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't it was really something that I completely got to flesh out. Yeah. Um, but I was just thinking about that for a while because, yeah, it just didn't, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess I, w- I just started thinking about how that time like isn't mine and so in mm. a sense like from the day i was born i did already lose it like yeah. that time is god's and yeah um it's not mine so there's that but then there's also just like the sinful nature aspect of it of how in the beginning like i was created to be in communion with god and like all of my time was to be spent with god yeah and because sin kind of entered our world and separated us from god then i lost that time with like from being with him all of the time yeah yeah and so i was thinking about it in those two ways of yeah those are two different ways that i could redeem my time of how do i actually get that time back and like own it for myself so that i can be once again in communion with god even if it's not hmm. like technically in person yeah yeah um yeah. and also like how do i make the best use of god's time mm. in my life yeah um and redeeming it in that way as well yeah yeah i think something interesting right like in this redeeming time that's already been lost is that we get to choose how in this moment, how we're going to move forward in the next moment. You know, if, if, if God exists outside of time, right. I mean, that's, we believe that God is outside of time and space. He is the beginning, the end, 
the alpha and the me- like <laughs> he's there in the past he's there in the present he's there like this this trippy reality of god existing mm-hmm. outside of time and yet as we walk with christ as wise people we're able to make the decision now that we're going to redeem the time that we have in the future which is kind of strange but like we get right. we get to like have this choice right like Jesus gives us this opportunity, and you use the word of opportunity, I think, in another version. So the NIV, this this opportunity, um, this opportune moment that we have now to choose how we will redeem the way that we walk into the future. Like, I get to choose that now. And I think something else that you talk about, this communion with God, that we're, we're this redemption that we have is returning to the, the the wholeness of our communion with God, right? And so that this weird way that we're walking forward into this beautiful communion that was always supposed to exist, but sin interrupts that conversation. And so like in that communion, but we have this opportunity to walk, walk not backwards, but walk forwards into the way that it was always supposed to be. Right. <laughs> Which is a little bit trippy, but like yeah. that's the, the fun thing that we're always progressing to a return to communion, but communion in a in a more even beautiful way. Right. Yeah. That's, wow. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So talk to you. So, so this idea of progressing towards communion, you and I have been having this conversation about um, perfectionism. And is it that we're, you know, trying to achieve this perfectionism or does, is that a myth? And is it more like progress and, and how do we navigate this, this idea that we have in our, in our cultural moment of everybody trying to be perfect? I think it goes back to like the best life. It's supposed to be this perfect Instagram worthy yeah. moment, right? That that's perfect. And, and really there's a myth there. So talk, talk to us a little bit about, um, yeah, this myth of perfectionism and how it plays into living this purposeful life. Yeah. I think that the interesting thing with the myth of perfectionism is that there's even like a myth about the myth of perfectionism (laughs) and what i mean by wow now we're like inception (laughs) the dream inside a dream this is really just a movie themed podcast basically (laughs) um yeah i know and what i mean about that is that like that the word perfection or like perfect or Mm. like that in itself is just such a strange word because what's perfect what I would consider perfect is different from what you would consider perfect right. <laughs> and yet yeah. we're all trying to reach mm. the same word yeah if that makes sense yeah um so like so even the idea itself the word yeah. itself is false <laughs> right because it means it just something means different different yeah right. it just means different things for different people <laughs> but we're all but it feels like we're all striving for the same thing like yeah all yeah for the same perfect thing right when that perfect thing looks different for everyone yeah. so that's what i mean by like a yeah. myth behind the myth of yeah. perfection yeah um but yeah no i think i think that like our culture is just so focused on being someone who's perfect or someone who speaks perfectly someone who thinks mm. perfectly acts perfectly yeah. feels perfectly yeah um that we get so caught up in just aiming for that Hmm. Uh, when that doesn't necessarily mean that we're aiming for wholeness or that we're aiming for yeah. um, something that's real and something mm. that actually, that we can actually achieve. Yeah. Um, so, like, 
even for me, like coming into this podcast, <laughs> I was nervous because I was like, what if I don't see the perfect things? You know, like what if I like I'm not good enough in a sense to yeah. be on a podcast because I am not perfect and I don't yet have it figured out how to live a purposeful life. So like, who am I to talk about living a purposeful life? Right, right. And so because I'm not perfect enough, then therefore I'm not good enough to come into this podcast. Right. But I can't say no. Because Sarah's my friend, <laughs> and it seems like a really fun adventure, so I want to say yes. Mm. So I did say yes, but now I'm nervous and freaking out because right. I'm not perfect enough. Got it. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's like, why like why deal with all of that nonsense instead of just <laughs> saying yes to the adventure and coming as I am and yeah. sharing what I do know and learning about what I don't know? Like, yeah, why yeah. are we so trapped into this idea that we can't come as we are imperfectly to whatever we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's the problem. That, yeah. And I think it, I mean, I think it keeps people from truly walking and, and looking carefully how we walk and walking with Jesus. Because we think that, like, in order, in order to be a part of the game, in order to be a part of the adventure, like, we have to have it all figured out. And I think, like, there's this, this this idea of my performance is what gets me in. Um, and we see that that's part of our culture, right? Like your performance is what determines whether you're going to get a salary raise, your performance yeah. determines whether you're going to get an A in a class, your performance. Like we live in such a performance based society that if I'm not performing perfect, then that means I cannot enter into this space or I cannot achieve perfect whatever perfect is like yeah. that, if I'm not performing in this perfect way in this perfect box that everybody wants me to perform then I can't enter into this space right and what's so radical about Jesus is Jesus is like bro you ain't perfect and you're not gonna be perfect and you can still go on this adventure with me like there's still opportunity to bring who you are and to like to, to bring who you are and to like also be progressing. And it's not about, I'm not a perfect person, but I'm a progressing person. And so like, what's the one step that I can take today towards progressing to communion with Jesus, right? And like communion with God, which is the, the ultimate design. I think communion with God and communion with other people, right? Like there's this element of how do I show up in my relationships with people, not just in my relationship with God, but in my relationship with other people, knowing that I might not have it all together, you know, like I... I'm still on this journey of, of learning. And so how, how do we do that? Like, how do we show up with other people, not as perfect people, but as progressing people? Yeah, I think that one of the things is just breaking, like, I think breaking the culture of perfectionism is so big Yeah, <laughs> that you, you can't. Like, right. I'm just going to tell you, like, I don't care how famous you are, right. how many followers you have. Yeah, or, yeah. Like, you alone cannot break the culture of perfectionism that we have. Right. And so I think it's just a matter of, like, starting small and, like, starting just with you. Yeah, like, yeah. Start breaking the ideologies that you have about perfectionism and maybe, yeah. like, that will catch on and someone else will then be inspired to start breaking their own ideologies of perfectionism. Yeah. And, like, if we're all just... If we all slowly just start to look at ourselves, then one day, like, we'll realize that as a small community, like, if it's just you and your, even just you and your six friends, yeah. <laughs> that now, yeah. like, you broke the culture of perfectionism, at least in your, you know, small group of six friends. Right, right. Um, 
and like that can that can look very different for different people again because like that because perfect comes with so many it's just so vague right um but like if i'm looking at my own ideologies of perfectionism and like maybe y'all fall into this category too by you, I mean the people listening, not you, Sarah. Yeah, or maybe uh, me too. Or maybe you, know? you too. That's cool. yeah. All of us. We're on a learning journey. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if I'm looking at my own ideologies of perfectionism, like I know that's something that I used to think a lot is that I've had a perfect day if I've have a, if I've had a productive day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like. Yeah. But <laughs> being productive and having a productive day doesn't necessarily mean I had a purposeful day. Yeah, that's good. And so, like, just because at the end of the day, I can say I crossed three things off my to-do list, and I had a productive day, and I had, like, I I might feel like I had a perfect day. Yeah. But really, all I did was cross three things off my (laughs) to-do list. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. And, like, you can can definitely cross those things out in a purposeful way, but if I'm just looking at the numbers, I'm just looking at, you know, the data and just, like, focused on moving through my to-do list perfectly, then, like that's what I'm going to feel like I actually did at the end of my day. Yeah. Um, but really, like, I may, I may have had the productive day that I wanted, but I didn't have the purposeful day that I needed. Yeah, that's good. And so, like, that's, good. that's something that I've had to sort of break the culture within myself. And yeah. now I look at my to-do list differently, and I look at what a productive day means to me differently. Which is really funny because since I started doing that, I've actually been more productive. Yeah. Like funny how that happens. I know. Right? <laughs> That's what Jesus does. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. And so ever since I stopped, kind of focusing so hardcore on my to do lists. Yeah. Um, I've I've actually gotten more things done from my to do list, but in a very purposeful way. And I've also found space and time to even do more things. Yeah. So like there'll be days when I didn't really get a chance to cross off things on my list, and like now it's 10 p.m. <laughs> and I'm tired, and like I'm going to bed. Right, right. Like right now, what this I is need, not getting done. <laughs> yeah, like what I need to be purposeful tomorrow is yeah. for me to have a good night's rest. Yeah. Yeah. And because if I don't, then I'm going to go into work, maybe a little cranky without noticing it. And mm, the second a student yeah. starts behaving in a way that like might not be appropriate for the classroom, then I'm going to respond in a way that's not appropriate yeah. or helpful or encouraging to that student. Yeah. And like it, then it just goes downhill from there. Right. So like right. even something as simple as like keeping like my time to sleep consistent helps mm. me wake up to have more purposeful like conversations or the way that I yeah. engage with my students better yeah just by making sure I sleep my seven hours yeah which yeah. doesn't feel like I'm doing anything productive right <laughs> but it's purposeful yeah and I think oftentimes we think that perfect equals like I'm producing right like we have this idea in our culture that that it's it's what are you producing like what are your outcomes what what is the like be efficient with your time so that you can produce stuff like we are so interested in what are you producing and I think similarly though a little bit different like I'm learning 
I don't care if you produced what it, whatever you produced doesn't really matter. Like, but were you living and walking with Jesus and, and walking in a in a purposeful way as you did the things that you were doing? And so, like, I think that that's such an important thing that we think that perfection equals productivity oftentimes. And right. who cares how productive you were if you were like mean to all your students, you know, right. or you like showed up with your partner, you showed up with your friends, you showed up with people in a way that was not really honoring God or yourself or them or anyone like you were really productive. That's great. Like, but you, you didn't show up in a way that was meaningful and purposeful. And I think like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta start with us. Right. Like, yeah. so I like that, I like that tip of just like, you're not going to be able to like change the culture in a moment, you know, snap your finger and everything changes, but like really confronting your own ideologies around perfectionism and, and really, breaking those down with yourself and then showing up in spaces with other people where you can, where everybody's beginning to kind of break those down so that we can, we can truly show up with, with all of our imperfections and with all of our, our brokenness and then not necessarily focus on that brokenness, but focus on like, how are we now walking towards wholeness, wholeness together and, and making that purposeful, you know? Um, I think there's something really important there, um, around just like, do it with one, do it with myself, do it with you and your six friends, you know, and at least we're creating this, this new culture where we're incubating this space of it's like not about perfection, but like, are you progressing to look more and more like Christ in how you show up in the world? And in that way, like at the end of the day, when I go to sleep 10 PM or whatever it is at this set time that I have every day, I go to sleep at this time. And like, I hit my pillow and it's just me, myself and I, <laughs> And the Holy Spirit is there and like, how do we do today? And we're taking inventory and we're taking stock and we're like, wow, like I may not have clicked everything off of the to-do list, may not have been able to scratch everything off, but I really progressed in living with intentionality in this day and how I was going to show up, which I think is good. A lot of good practical tips there, I think, from just like your stories. I was going to ask, I was going to ask Paula, can you give us one practical way? She gave us a bunch of practical ways, which is super helpful. Um, Even the bedtime, like go to sleep at the same time every day and that'll help you live a more purposeful tomorrow, which I think is, is really powerful. Um, yeah, well, I, I I think this is good. Like, good conversation. Any other just, like, last words you want to share or things that are still percolating around in your mind as we wrestle with this question of how to live a purposeful life? Um, just that it's hard. Yeah, that's good. Let's normalize <laughs> it. Let's just put it out there. Like, this is not yeah. easy. Yeah. It's, it's not easy. And yeah. I think that some days will be better than others. And, yeah. you know, some minds will be better than others. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, yeah, good. But I think, like, I think that's even the beauty of wrestling with this, that that now you know that that's okay because yeah. you don't have to have the perfect month. That's right. So that's since right. you're starting to, like, break the culture within yourself, then even as you're struggling with it, like, yeah. that's going to also look imperfect. Yeah. Um, which is normal because perfect doesn't exist. Right, right. And so... it's good. Like, you can at least find comfort in that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's hard, and I think it's just a matter of, like, reflecting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Yeah, just, like, every day you're going to learn or or notice different things that you didn't maybe 
think mm. were a part of your ideologies of perfection, but like they are. Yeah. Um. So like for me, it was productivity, but it like it might not be for you. Um, yeah. And so yeah. you won't be able to see that until you kind of start to reflect. Yeah. Um, and like that is going to influence the way that you show up in, in the world because yeah. now you're not just changing one way that you're showing up, but if you continue mm. to reflect then you're showing multiple ways in which you show up. Yeah. Which is... Which is nice because it's it, even if it might be a slow progression, it's a progression and, yeah. like, that needs to be celebrated. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and I think about like this this slow progression um, again back towards communion with God and communion with all of creation, which I think is the ultimate. That's the that's the thing, right? Like um, Jesus says, "Be perfect as I am perfect," and so it's like, wait, but Jesus says we need to be perfect, <laughs> and really that that word and this understanding of perfection is this idea of teleos, and that's about being full, and so it comes back to this wholeness thing. And as we move towards wholeness, then we can begin to live for purpose. And I think that 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 that's part of the process and understanding. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not easy. But as we are intentional with looking carefully how we walk, not as unwise, but as wise, we can make the best use of our time. And I think that's, that's, that's a, good, it's a good way to, um, you know, good frame for, for our lives. And so, yeah, well, this awesome um, conversation. And as always, the goal here is that we're building you up to live alive one conversation at a time. So that's what we want to do with the Alive Living podcast. And I want to close with asking Paula if she would pray for us as we go on this journey of living a purposeful life and breaking down some of our ideologies and this myth of perfectionism. And yeah, Paula, would you do us the honor of praying us out and to close this conversation? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Let's do it. Uh, Hey, Dad. First of all, I just want to thank you because you're perfect so that I don't have to be. Jessica, thank um, you. And we thank you because we get to live in, in that comfort mm. um, of knowing that this isn't something that you expect from us and that mm. this isn't something that if we don't achieve it, you won't love us anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, and Thanks, so we man. thank you because your word is just filled with so many truths about mm what it is that you actually do expect from us and what mm. it, and how it is that you actually do feel about us and and it doesn't have to do anything with perfection yes. um and so we thank you for that we thank you for those constant reminders god mm. um and i just pray that as we walk with that um that as we wrestle with that with you that you just continue to help us feel that sense of comfort that as long as we're making one move, one yes. decision, one um, new habit that that you're proud of that and yeah. that you smile and that you want to give us a high five <laughs> um, because we're making moves. And yeah. that's really what it is that you would like from us, that at least every day we wake up with the intention to be better, to love you better, to mm. honor you better, um, not to be perfect, but to strive more towards righteousness yes and so we just pray god that you are there with us every step of the way that you help us um just be able to reflect on how we're walking that we don't just Mm. walk without noticing where (laughs) without noticing how fast Mm. um but that you 
kind of stop us, you slow us down and you remind us to just reflect on how it is that we're walking and that you help us to be able to then make the wise decision of what should our next step in our walk look like, what should our next yes, step Jesus. in our walk be like, um, so that we know that this strive for progression, mm. um, this strive for wholeness doesn't have to be something that we do alone, but that we're that you're there with us every step of the way and that also if we invite other people into our journey, that they're with us every step of the way as well and that we get nice. to also have the opportunity to be there for them in their journey and mm. in their adventure. Um, and so, yeah, we pray that you just help us um, start to break this culture within our own selves, within our hearts, within our own minds, within mm. our families, our relationships, our households, our church, our community. Mm. Um, and little by little, I know that we'll be able to just together as the body of Christ make a difference about what it looks like to live purposefully and what it looks like to live in wholeness. Um, and so, yeah, we thank you. Um, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for everything that you do for us, God. And I, I love you. <laughs> I love you so, 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 so much. Mm. Um, thanks for loving me back. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Talk next time, guys. Hey friend, thanks for walking with me on the journey today. Before you go, I wanna invite you to do three easy things so that we can continue to walk together. First, subscribe to the podcast. Second, share the podcast with a friend. And third, head on over to my website, sarahrgotier.com, where you can download your free field guide with a practical exercise that will support you towards a live living. Let's continue building one another up to live alive, one conversation at a time.